This is Matt and Myron, the podcast. Fun first hour here on Sunday morning, Matt and Myron. Finding out what fans do for their teams. We learned why Nebraska football stinks because of that one guy. Uh, we talked to a fan who is going to sew his baby shirts together for the rest of his life so that the Bengals will win. And we've met the biggest LeBron fan of all time. If you have fandom like that, 888-SAY-ESPN with your superstitions and more. Right now, Manchester United is playing Manchester City in the great Derby of Manchester. You uh, long ago, like a year ago, expressed your allegiance for Man City, and they are their best player, the guy with the ponytail there. Uh, but they are now losing uh, to Manchester United uh, 1-0 so far halfway through the first half. Mike. <laughs> That's tough. My biggest concern in the soccer world is uh, free Pogba. Uh, you know, I just don't believe the accusations against him. Pogba, Paul Pogba. Then he gets suspended for PEDs or something like that. I think that happened this week. So, what's uh, his name? I was surprised. Paul he was my favorite Pogba? player. Pogba. He's my favorite player. He's older now. You know, he's out of his prime. But now he got suspended for four years. Oh, well, so this that's is too it. bad. I really hate that for, for you. I hope it all works yeah. out. Uh, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> hey, 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 say, who does he play for? Against him. Uh, he was on the French national team. That's where I, that's where I saw him. And he's with um, uh, Ju- Ju- Juventus. <laughs> Juventus. Juventus. Huh? There is a, no, I'm looking. There is a guy named Paul Pogba. I yeah. thought, but there, I thought you were talking about Drogba. But you're talking about nah. Pogba. I don't know about Drogba, but I know Pogba. <laughs> Juventus. Is, it, is that it's how you Juventus. say it? Juventus. Juventus. <laughs> hey, just forget it. 888 No, I want to be I'm serious. It's Juventus. How do you say it? Hey, who? Juventus. Say it slower. I can't hear you. Say it. Let me say it slower. Who? Ventus. Who? Who Ventus. Okay. The, the, uh, the J is silent. Okay. All right. There you go. Not Caitlin like Clark. Okay. <laughs> Caitlin Clark is at 3,650 career points for <laughs> Iowa. Should I say that slower? <laughs> Iowa. You, but I wasn't Iowa. saying it like that. I was saying this. I didn't hear I didn't hear the first part. <laughs> I say it slower. Like, you would have been the worst Cal- teacher, man. I would have never hated your class. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't know how to spell this word? <laughs> Clark needs 18 points Sunday against Ohio State. To pass yeah. Pete Maravich for th- for first yeah, place, most points in women's or men's history in Division One needs 18 today. With 33 points on Wednesday, Caitlin Clark passed Hall of Famer Lynette, Lynette Woodward for most points by a major college or Division One women's player. It's obviously going to be a big day in Iowa City. She will almost certainly pass uh, the record. Caitlin Clark is is likely the biggest, not likely, I think she is the biggest college. Sports basketball star since Zion, I think. Uh, obviously, she's done huge thing for the women's game. How anticipated do you think this NCAA tournament for her is? Is this will this be the biggest women's NCAA tournament ever this year? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I think especially if you talk about her getting to the final stages. You know, if she's in the national championship game, the ratings will be bigger than anything we've ever seen. I mean, I'm in Minneapolis where they're going to hold the Big Ten tournament, and I know a bunch of people with the Big Ten, and they sold out a month and a half ago, I believe, uh, when it comes to ticket sales. And right now, I believe the get-in price um, is over 500, and that's not the biggest thing. 
we've got hotels here, Matt, that are normally uh, a couple hundred bucks, less than that, that are going for a thousand bucks a night right now during the Big Ten Women's Tournament because of her. So it's big business. I mean, Caitlin Clark is big business uh, here, and it'll be huge business, business in, uh, if I can say it, in the NCAA tournament. So she announced she's going to declare for the draft. For people who wonder why she yeah, did that smart. before the tournament, the women's draft is like during the tournament. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like right a, away, it, yeah. yeah, so it's different than the men's draft. There, I, I saw a lot of questions. Well, why is she doing it right before the tournament? You have to. Like, that's just because the women's season in the WNBA starts immediately pretty much after the college season. Um, you think that's the right decision? There are people who have made who have said, "Ah, oh, why don't she? Why doesn't she go back in IL money?" I mean, they act like she's not going to make endorsements in the WNBA, Myron. I think it probably is the right decision, don't you? Yeah, yeah. What is the obsession with unathletic men in their forties and fifties who want to comment on Caitlin Clark? It's always interesting to me. Like it's always like unathletic dudes who are like, "I could do that." Who always have something to say? Like the money will follow her. She's going to make a ton of money. She'll have her own shoe. I think she'll be even bigger than she is right now, you know, because she's going to be a professional. She'll travel everywhere. Already the Indiana Fever are getting requests for tickets for next season because of her because she'll be locked in as the number one pick. So when people talk about the money, like she's going to make even more once she turns pro. But is I that, just, is that I get tired of these dudes pick? saying is that the stuff, Indiana man. Fever? That's who has the number yeah, one Indiana pick. Fever, yeah. Just, what is it about her that, that she dudes, has to man. play in boring Midwestern states that start with an I? Like, can we not get her in a major know. market? Like, why does she have listen, to go from Iowa City to Indianapolis? Listen, we'll see how long she's in Indianapolis because, you know, my guess is at some point she ends up in L.A. or New York or, or a spot like that. But she'll still be the biggest show. I mean, her, her games will still be get the biggest ratings. So, just the money thing is silly. She's going to make a ton of money at the pro level as well. It is fascinating that because in men's college basketball, and, and for people who don't follow it on a day-to-day basis, we've had three or four years here in a row where men's college basketball has not necessarily had all or even most of the elite high school players. Before yeah. NIL, they either went to G League or they went to overtime, and a couple of them even went overseas. Now NIL is enough ingrained that really starting with next year's class, the best kids are all going to college. So Cooper Flagg is the number one kid in the country. He's going to Duke. I think something like eight of the top ten guys are going to Duke or Kentucky, and then the two that aren't are going to Rutgers. Rutgers has got two top yeah. five guys <laughs> going next year. So starting yeah. next year, men's college basketball is going to see the guys like Scoot Henderson, who went to the G League, if he was doing it now – he would go to college. But because there has been this yeah. break for a few years, it gave folks like Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark a chance, Myron, to be the biggest stars in college basketball, men or women. And I think if you look at the last 15 years of basketball, Zion, maybe Anthony Davis, are the only people that I think are in the competition with how big a star Caitlin Clark has been this year. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young was up there. Trey Young I mean, was there, too, there was, yes. there was certainly a couple of players who – finished the year as big stars in the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, we haven't seen many like Caitlin Clark. I mean, the, the men's game between the pandemic and just the fact that the most talented players are coming, to your point, from all over, the women's game hasn't had that. The, the best players go to college, and then they go to the WNBA, right? So the men's game will have more of that, but it's never going to have a monopoly because the international players are still going to be coming from overseas, so there'll still be top talent that never plays college. But I do think more and more guys will – pick that route uh, and we'll see more and more stars like next year with Cooper flag, 
That'll be big. But I think if Reed Shepard and Kentucky make a run to the Final Four, I'm not saying Reed will be Caitlin Clark, but there will be a ton of There'll be a lot of people on a national Reed, level if that happens. Reed Shepard is like on the verge of stardom. If you're buying stock, I would say Reed Shepard yeah. and Rob Dillingham would be stock that I would want to have uh, in yeah. the coming weeks. Let's go to uh, Tracy in North Carolina. Tracy, what's your fandom story? Well, my fandom story is actually about my roommate, my college roommate. She is a Duke and Kentucky fan and lives in Lexington, and she listens to you on KSR all the time. Well, thank but you. But she spends a lot of time walking the concourse during Kentucky games um, because she just can't stand to be in her seat. Um, huh. The two stories I have are one, we were at the Final Four in 2015. We had a friend that was with us who went up to the concourse, and Kentucky was doing well. And then she came back to her seat, and they started doing poorly. And she wouldn't leave. She was trying to make my friend leave her seat, but she wouldn't. So she told us she could not watch the game. Made her turn her face away from the game. No, wait a minute. Wait, hang on. Just saying, she made her friend turn and not watch the game? What? Yeah, she told her she could not watch the game what? because what? What? she started doing that. Did her friend she agree to, to the that? left or right? Like, what was she did doing? Her fr- did her friend she agree did. to that? Well, her the she people did. around we, her must have thought her friend. Fully, the, the people around her must have thought her friend was a psychopath looking in the <laughs> other direction. <laughs> what? But then what? also, for, like, when Duke games are on, I'm usually texting her back and forth. She doesn't like for both of us to watch either team play at the same time. So she's By the way, I'm not going to get into it. I'm, I'm not going to say this about your friend because she said she was a fan of mine. You cannot cheer for Duke and Kentucky together. You cannot. That is not allowed. Yeah, that, you need to tell your friend whole, that that is not okay. Separate, yeah. You can't so, cheer for the yeah, Yankees and that, the Red Sox. You can't cheer for the Cowboys so, and the Eagles. Let me you ask a question. I, I, I knew that that was going to get you going. But so <laughs> sometimes during the Duke games, she will get so nervous she has to go in a closet in her house. And so she'll go in, the, I guess it's a designated closet. And then I'm left texting her. We're up one. We're down two. It's tied. Okay. You know, the last minute right, or hang two. Hang on a second. We're going to have to go, Tracy. Myron's got a question. Go ahead. Uh, Tracy, it sounds like she runs the friend group, right? Because that's a lot of power <laughs> to have. If you're telling people how to watch a game, text that's me true. in the closet. Is that is that kind of how it is? <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it, Tracy. 888-SAY-ESPN. All right. So, if you got more fa- – these people are the weirdest If you're in the closet, you just in the closet. I'm not texting. I'm sorry. You got to figure it out on your own. I want you to look at something during the break. Byron, Cardi, and Mikey, I want you to look at something because I want your opinion when we come back. And all of you listening, same thing during the break. I want you to look up on on any of your social media apps. Just put in your thing, Snackwords Cam, okay? Like backwards, but Snackwords, like you're eating a snack. Just watch it. It's going to be a Jumbotron video from, from Rupp Arena, and I want your all's opinion on it. We're going to deal with that and some more from around the world of sports. That's next here on Sunday Morning with Matt and Meyer. Matt and Myron, the podcast. It is Sunday morning here. Matt Myron on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. So I asked everybody to look at the Snackwords cam that was was at Rupp Arena. And for people who don't know, it's a camera that they run backwards. And they film people eating food. And then they run it on the big screen at Kentucky basketball games, and it looks like they're they're uh, taking food out of their mouth because of the way it works. Uh, now they've been doing it all year, Myron. You saw the video; it included yeah. people 
looking like they're taking hot dogs out of their mouth and nachos. What was your take on it? I couldn't watch it, a lot of it because I was getting a little like I don't I don't do that stuff, man. That don't make me queasy like the couple <laughs> that was sharing. It looked like they were spitting up hot dogs. I can't. So people don't know. There's a couple that was caught on screen sharing a hot dog. They look like it looked like the man spit up a hot dog, handed it to his (laughs) wife, who then put it. It's it is as gross as you say as it sounds. They put it Myron on the big screen, and now people are not eating at Kentucky basketball games because they're worried they're going to end up on that camera, uh, looking ridiculous. That's going to be a mean Monday morning email from the concessions manager. I'll tell you that because <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. We, I, we think, it's, I think it's very funny, but you're, people are a little repulsed by the Snackward scam. I think it's a great addition to uh, your basketball environment. It's, it's intrusive, though, right? Eating stuff is intrusive. Like getting me eating, that's, that's a very vulnerable thing, man. But oh, do you think that's wrong when, you're not, when you don't know it and people are showing a, you eating food? There's an ethical argument, I think, to be made. Because, like, eating, we all do things when we're eating that, you know, if we knew a camera was on, her, on us, maybe we'd be a little more polite oh, so or something. Do you think there's an ethical like, argument that you shouldn't film nothing. people while they're eating? Yeah, because you don't eat a, a hot dog in a cute way or something. You just destroy it, you know, and everybody looks bad eating a hot dog. You know what I mean? Or nachos or something. I think that's a great quote, by the way, to put on Myron's Wikipedia. You don't eat a hot dog in a cute way. Myron Metcalf, ESPN, uh, ESPN radio. All right. The NFL draft, the combine was, uh, was this week. People were all excited about it, watching uh, men run. Sam Hartman's hair was yeah. blowing in the wind. Did you like that? They that love him. I mean, now, that, people that, love that, that man. too He's far talking, a little bit, right? Yeah, people too, talk about a dude who's too handsome. Now, we're going to play a game <laughs> that, they've, that Nick here has created called To QB or Not To QB. That is the question. Oh, I thought we had something to put. No, we not have like yeah. a. No, it's not approved yet to get imaging. So <laughs> okay, so you should have gotten like somebody like a Shakespearean actor to go. We don't have that in the budget, <laughs> or in the building. I bet. Uh, all right. So what is you're going to give us a team, and we're going to tell you whether or not they need a quarterback. Go exactly, for it. and we'll assume that the top three teams will all take a quarterback as projected: the Bears, okay. Commanders, and Patriots. So take them off the table. Yeah. We'll start with the Minnesota Vikings. They're picking at number 11 come April. Kirk Cousins' contract will be void in March, and that will leave just Joshua Dobbs on the roster. So, Matt, should the Vikings QB or not QB? Well, they definitely should QB. Now, whether or not they should do it in the draft probably depends. I mean, the second tier of draft guys are what? J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix? Michael Penix Jr. Um, You know, those three guys – I, if, if you like one of them, I mean, they pr- they probably got a close-up look on McCarthy at least right there next to him. So I would say, yes, the Vikings probably need to go sign a veteran and draft a quarterback since they're not going to get one of the first t- t- uh, tier. So I would say definitely Myron QB. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Um, can I pick, like, both? You, you know, because – there's a lot of momentum now. You're hearing Kirk Cousins may not return. Uh, coming off the Achilles injury, if you're the Vikings, I can understand why you wouldn't want to give them a bunch of guaranteed money. They need a defensive tackle. I mean, they haven't been able to stop the run. Uh, at the same time, if there's a chance you may lose Kirk Cousins, can you trust that you're automatically going to get a Justin Fields or a Russell Wilson or something like that? So I guess draft a quarterback, but we got to see how the Kirk Cousins situation plays out. 
All right, next up, we heard from Zach Bai about the absolute train wreck dumpster fire that's going on in Denver right now. They're picking 12th in the draft. Obviously, Russell Wilson will be cut in the coming weeks. That'll leave just Jared Stidham on the roster at QB. They have limited draft capital, six picks, and only two in the first two days of the draft. So, Myron, do the Broncos QB or not QB? Yeah, they have to. And I think you go all in and try to move up if you can. I think that's the kind of team that's in that J.J. McCarthy kind of category. Uh, Certainly could be a fit there. It's amazing that the Broncos post-Elway and outside of those couple of years with Manning just have not gotten it right at quarterback in the last 20 years. So uh, I think you got to go quarterback and hope that Sean Payton has someone he can develop and he won't boss around and and be a jerk to uh, if he does draft. Yeah, they're in a really weird spot because they definitely need a quarterback. But I don't think they have the draft capital to be able to trade into the top three and get one of the those guys. And then sitting there at 12, I think a lot of people think that might be a little high for the other guys. And so you just have to sit there and figure out, if you again, if you like them. To me, I'm, I, I'm not taking Bo Nix. So I'm sitting there and looking at Michael Penix Jr. or uh, J.J. McCarthy and saying, is this guy my future? If he's yeah. not – then I'm not going to pick him at 12 either. I'm going to just figure out another way to get by But if you think he is. One thing I do trust Sean Payton on, Myron, is picking a quarterback, right? He'll yeah. know. And if he thinks one of those guys is it, then you do whatever to get him. But if you don't, sitting there at 12, I don't think reaching in that spot, Myron, actually makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, after the top three, everyone could be reaching, you know? I mean, yeah. there are questions and concerns about everybody, but – you need somebody to play that position. They gotta, somebody's got to play it. What's next? The Las Vegas Raiders actually have not spent a first-round pick on a quarterback since 2007. That's going to work out for them. <laughs> they're going to be picking 13th yeah. in the draft this April. Antonio Pierce now the full-time head coach. They'll only have Aiden O'Connell on the roster. Obviously, Jimmy G has been a disaster. He'll also be suspended to start the year. So, to QB or not to QB for the Las Vegas Raiders, Matt? I feel like I'm going to say the exact same thing I just said about Denver. But, I again, 13th is a weird spot. You're going to have to kind of reach on one of these guys. I don't see a way, Myron, that Michael Penix is not a good NFL quarterback. I just don't. So, if I'm yeah. going to do one, he's probably the guy I'm going to do. But I think you're kind of in the same thing. I think they're probably going to end up with another veteran. If Denver takes one, they're going to end up with one that's not that's worse than him. So I think they're – of all these teams, I actually think Vegas is in the hardest spot. Vegas isn't a tough spot because, you know, I don't think the top three, you have two stars among Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, and Caleb Williams. You probably way, have one real star. Why do people think Drake star? May is good? Why? I'm, I'm being dead serious. He's know. never won anything, and his stats are not that good. Why do we love him so much? Well, the problem is he didn't get better this season, right? I mean, that, that's the thing that's kind of making people shy away. But to that point, I think if you're the Raiders, do you want to get caught up in maybe getting a Michael Penix Jr. or do you go all in and try to move up to number three or something like that? Because I, I don't know how sold the Patriots are on Drake May, you know? And if you have an opportunity uh, to, to get a bunch of picks, maybe some veteran players as you're rebuilding, maybe you make a move with a team like the Raiders. So I, I just don't know. To me – Caleb Williams is in his own category. Jaden Williams has the highest ceiling. I don't know if Drake May is in that conversation, but if you're the Patriots and can convince someone that he is, 
Let them move up, get a bunch of assets, and move forward. I think I'd rather take Michael Penix and trade nothing. Than it's the injury stuff, though, with him, right? The injury okay, history is what J.J. McCarthy, people. I just – Drake May – and, again, this is probably a little bit biased because he played at North Carolina – I feel like I'm watching the Mitch Trubisky situation all again, where people say to me, ignore yeah. the stats, ignore the record. The dude was still good. Like, at some point, that yeah. stuff matters, doesn't it? No, it should matter. No, it definitely Especially should Especially when you're playing in a major conference. It's not like you're playing against just random people. You can tune in to NBA Action Day. Mavs host the Sixers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 1230 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Bears, that's next on Matt Meyer. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Cannon, coming up Monday. I'll give you my biggest takeaways from what I saw over the weekend at the Combine in Indy. It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Matt and Myron, the podcast. It is Sunday morning. Matt Myron here, ESPN Radio. We are following. We got coming up the Iowa. Caitlin Clark is going to go for the scoring record over Pete Maravich. Game day is there. Then you got uh, Man City, Man United. Myron's been crying the entire break because Man City's losing at the half his team. Yeah. Uh, and then we taught you how to say, apparently you can say Juventus or Juventus. You can't – so that's – that's. I want – did you get one? What's your favorite Which of Which one is two? it? Well, I don't think you can have two pronunciations of a word like that. Somebody's be, somebody's off. There's you can't do Juventus and There's a lot of words, a lot of words you. you can pronounce two different ways, right? Not like that, that, though. They have different meanings usually, though, when you say – Yeah, I mean, just think about the Louisville. It could be Louisville or Louisville, or it can be like you trying to say it. We know what it is. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of – there are other there are a lot of different ways you can say words. I think I think the Juventus people got to pick. Juventus, Juventus. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who else has to pick. The Chicago Bears. They're going to have to pick number yeah. one. That's a good segue. That's a good transition. Dude, that's what man. I do. On the uh, they have the number one pick. Looks like they're going to go yeah. with Caleb Williams. Justin Fields, I think. Yeah, is they were always going to go with Caleb. What was the buzz? Why, why do we act like they weren't going to pick Caleb Williams? Like why was that like happening in the sports media world? Yeah, that was never going to happen. It was a dumb. It was. It was. It would be dumb for them not to to do that. So I mean, they're going to do it. And Caleb Williams uh, was asked about the Bears. You know, there were some hints and whispers out there. Maybe he wouldn't want to go to my Bears. But he said, quote, the Bears were a 7-10 team last year, and that's pretty good for a team with the number one pick. Really good defense. It's pretty exciting if you can go to a situation like that. Now, Dan Orlovsky. So, I knew this was going to happen. And let me just say, Myron and I love Dan Orlovsky. He was our first co-host. This used to be a show that was arguably – uh, about sports analysis, Dan Orlovsky was on the show, <laughs> and we would uh, we would break down football. It was the first year, but I knew I knew without a shadow of a doubt someone would take the position. Caleb Williams wouldn't go number shouldn't go number one. You know, Myron, just yeah. to take that position, right? And as much as I love Dan Orlovsky, and I do love him, and I'd listen to him break down anything. There is no person that's had a worse track record at predicting quarterbacks than Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> I'm just being real my, with yeah, you, Myron. Yeah. You know, I can say, we can say that. He thought yeah. Josh Allen would stink. He thought Lamar Jackson would stink. Like, he was he big on Zach Wilson. Been, he was big on Zach Wilson. He has been 
the worst at predicting quarterbacks of anybody. Now, once they once he's there, once they're there, he does good analysis. But he is the worst at predicting quarterbacks. He came out, however, and said the Bears shouldn't take Caleb Williams and should take Jaden Daniels. Okay, so it was clear by his conversation he wanted to pick Drake May, and then he changed his mind yeah. on that. Now he wants to pick Jaden Daniels. I love Dan, but that's a crazy position. Or am I wrong? I think Jaden Daniels has a very high ceiling. I mean, if you if you watched him, I mean, like two of the greatest seasons we've seen in college football over the last 25 years have been Joe Burrow at LSU and Jaden Daniels at LSU, you, you know. So I get the buzz, and, and I think he's a guy who could evolve into an incredible playmaker, but you don't have to overthink this, you know. Like, when, when Matt has a team succeeded when they were overthinking the draft? Like, when does that help anybody? Like Caleb yeah, Williams yeah. is the number one pick. He he does a lot of things well. He's very good overall, and he has a chance to be great. I, I think to me, if you picked any of these quarterbacks and said who has a chance to be great, Caleb Williams is at the top of that list. Um, and if you're the Bears, you can't pick Jaden Daniels over Caleb Williams. If Caleb Williams doesn't work out, and, and you're Matt Eberflus or you're that front office, people will go, "Yeah, it's your fault." But they can't say he was the wrong pick. If yes. you pick Jaden Daniels and it doesn't work out, not only is it your fault, but also you picked the wrong guy. You don't want that situation. I mean, look, there is a crapshoot when it comes to the first pick in the draft, okay? And, with, and when it comes to first-round quarterbacks, I mean, you basically have about a 40% chance of it working if you look at the numbers. No. With that said, when we have had consensus number ones, as in – Pretty much everybody knows this is the dude. The rate is pretty good because it yeah. doesn't happen very often, Mike, right? It just doesn't happen very often. Andrew Luck, uh, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and now this one. Now, oftentimes there's a group and you go, well, which one of these? Last year's a perfect example of that, right? But when you yeah. know it's that guy, it's usually pretty successful. I feel like this is in that mode, so don't overthink it. Like, take it, yeah. let's go, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think, you know, Caleb has been a consistent number one for two years now, right? Yes. And, you know, I think he might have been number one last year. So, this isn't – and consider the franchise. I couldn't believe this. Like, what, is it true that the Bears haven't had a Pro Bowl quarterback in 20 years or something crazy. I mean, it's Jay Cutler. Like, no, is, they've had one Pro Bowl quarterback in 40 years, and it was Jay Cutler. I mean, so if you're in this position, considering the history, considering yeah. how bad things have been, considering how many times you've gotten it wrong, you cannot overthink you cannot. and talk yourself into picking a guy other than Caleb Williams. It just, All right, so let, just can don't I give do you it. my controversial draft take? This is going to be my Dan Orlovsky take. Yeah. Are you ready for this? No. And this is going to sound stupid, but I'm going to give you my reason. In my opinion, the NFL teams would be better doing no research and just using mock drafts. Okay? <laughs> now, let me explain why. Ignore. Okay. There is a, sort of a theory of thinking that talks about collective intelligence that basically says yeah. when it comes to most issues – if you take the consensus of the experts, you're better off than if you try to do it yourself. 
that basically if you think you're smarter than the collective experts, chances are you'll do worse than they would have collectively. So if I assume the mock drafts, or at least the good ones, represent the collective intelligence of experts on the field, I think you'd be better off as a team to just use that and not do what I think a lot of teams do, which is think, oh, if I interview them, I'll pick up something they don't. Because, again, yeah. studies say in other fields of life, that's where you screw up. There's some studies yeah. out there that say if you're a business and you hire people just on their resume, you'll do better than if you interview them because in interviews they can fool you. So I would make mm. the argument, if I owned an NFL team, you know what I'd do, Myron? I would say yeah. – I'm putting zero dollars into scouting in the NFL. Okay. There's okay. so much intelligence. Out. Now, I wouldn't do this with baseball, okay, because baseball you got to yeah. find people out in the streets. But with football, yeah. there's yeah. all these games are on tape. All these people, this is their job. I'd be better off looking at the mock draft and saying, who do yeah. these people think I should take than if I tried to do it myself? What do you think about that? It's interesting. Uh, from a guy who owns business. Is that crazy? Is that a crazy? Yeah. Well, it's, it is. It, I, it is a little but I actually do that a little bit, right? Like I look and see what worked at other restaurants rather than try yeah. to think I'm inventing the restaurant just, wheel. But it's it's hard for me to, to see an NFL front office being like, let's talk to football man 5524.blogspot.com. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, no, wait a minute. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I would not use random people in the comment section. But I'm saying if you took Kuiper, you know, the dude at the NFL Network, McShay, the guy yeah. at CBS, you take, take the major but, mock drafts and you condense them out into the average of the group, do yeah. you really think they would do worse than just scat, than, well, like than scouting yourself. I think the theory is off just because those mock drafts are coming from the scouts in the NFL and the front Even office better. guys who are saying this is the guy, right? But so see, I, that's I why think, I'm doing it, Myron. That's why I'm doing yeah. it. I'm assuming these scouts for the other teams are telling them what they think. So I'm letting those people do the work for me. But Does if you eliminate the scouting departments, there will be no information, though, a little bit. No, right? but like that, that. Well, uh, the other 31 teams eliminate the scouting department. I okay. piggyback off you, all of their work have. and save the money. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, man. You're, t- I, you're talking to me like I'm Cat Williams on Joe Rogan. Like, that's what you're talking to me. Well, like, it, I'm up here I mean, talking sounds, about how the pyramids were made by this, aliens. That seems like what no, you're it's, saying it's, to me. This completely disconnected experience feels a lot different than what I watch with you on Netflix in your show about your wrestling organization because you didn't seem very disconnected. Like, So I don't Fair know. Enough. It's interesting. You know I, what I mean? Just, it's just a theory. A I different Matt Jones if, would do this, if you're saying? Yes, exactly. The AI Matt Jones would do yeah, this. AI, okay, I got you. AI Matt Jones goes to uh, footballman20000.blogspot.com. Uh, <laughs> I just wonder. I guess my point is, I just wonder. This is about Dan sort of having a different opinion. I just wonder yeah. if we all, if all these but, people would be better off if they but, all think they can come up with some new angle. And for the most part, but, I don't know that that would work. Here's the real question, though, because interviews, right? There was a guy this week. I don't know if you saw it. He was asked about what he thinks of the universe. And he said he didn't this. believe in space. I wouldn't pick That's that why you need some interviews, right? <laughs> I would because pick that guy. if that man looks in the sky at night and is like, I don't see the moon, 
That's a whole I, different conversation. Fair enough. I'm going to assume in the mock drafts they've already <laughs> taken that dude down. I'm going to assume so. that that's going to happen. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. We'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I was watching you on the Zoom as I was explaining my takeaway, the scouting department. And you it was Rogan-like a little bit. You, well, you didn't I take just, a Rogan left turn. You took you went a little – you thought I was going to be Cat Williams, I felt like. like, like. Well, you look like – you look, you looked at me like what Cat Williams said. I don't even said. believe like, in football. I don't think – like, I, I don't believe in football. Yeah, like, I, that's what you were looking at. Maybe I'm wrong. The Celtics are the hottest team in the NBA. Let's get rid of their scouting department too. But do they have the luck of the Irish to win it all? That's next here on ESPN Radio. Matt and Myron, the podcast. Beyonce. Yeah, the number one country we song coming. in America right now from Beyonce. We coming. Let your, let your country, country music people know, Matt, we coming. We on our way. See, I got mixed emotions because you know my. We coming to the, about, what do they call it? Uh, what's the, the line Houston dancing Rodeo. party? You, Oh, no, no, what do they the call thing. the line dancing thing? What do you mean the line dancing party? Like, it's about? a party. There's a name for it, right? Like, what is that? What party? Is it a hold on? What is it? There's no such thing as a line. I mean, they have line dancing, but there's not like an official line dancing When they dancing get together, party. what is it? What do they line call Line dancing. That's it's it? It's called line dancing. Yes. Well, Beyonce is about to do a country album, so we're, we're just letting y'all know ahead of time. We're doing coming. It. This is the number one song in America We right are coming. Now, I, we may not have the right outfits. Like, we might show up in Timberlands and, you know what I mean, yeah. Jordan 1s and stuff, but we're going to be there. So just yeah. clear, make room for us is all I'm saying. Teach yeah. us. I, I want to learn a line dance. I would line dance to this song. Really? There's, uh, there's like line dancing TikTok, you know. You can, like, go and then it just line dancers will come up. There's a place, actually, yeah. in, 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 in Texas, in Dallas. It's like yeah. in, I think it's in Louisville, Texas. And all they do is line dancing. And they show these videos of these huge crowds of people. Here's what I don't understand, yeah. though, when I see them, Myron. How did all these people learn to dance? Like, That's my they, thing. They're always doing a different dance. When did they learn it? Because it's like they just walk in, everybody gets off the street, and everybody's doing the same dance. And my question is, when did you learn to do that? Yeah, and, and it doesn't strike me as a group that is always on the Internet, you know, passing these secrets <laughs> around. So, like, where's the yeah. media? All I'm telling you is we are coming. We're coming to the meeting. We're going to be there. I mean, I will she, say she's going country. Of, there's not a lot of people we're that look like country. you at these line dances. So like I like said, if you, you're coming. Like I said, we're going to have we're going to have starter jackets and stuff that maybe they <laughs> that don't go in line ja- line dancing, but we'll be there. I would, but I would. I always wonder about that. That was like one why, station. Why, did, why would they not want to play it? Yeah, I think most yeah, stations would play. I mean, that Nelly had that song with Tim McGraw, and they so, played that. So you know, so he I went country that. before Beyonce. N- Nelly toured with Florida Georgia Line. People don't remember that, but he did. Yeah, he went he on tour with song, Florida Georgia you Line. You remember that song, Mikey? That over and over again. That was yeah, Nelly. He was he was country. Uh, uh, Lionel Richie did did country. Ray Charles did country. First of all, Charlie Rich. Don't skip over Charlie Rich, yeah, who was yeah, the original yeah, uh, Kiss an Angel. Yeah. Good morning, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this is yeah. this was Nelly. This was number one. Yeah, hey, right here. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Nelly did so, go country. That's your. Um, that's your. Why don't y'all like Florida Georgia Line? Are they country? Because it's, like, it's, it's not country. Like First of all. 
Here's my problem. Not with I like Beyonce and I like her music. I don't like yeah. modern country. Right? I don't like mod, I don't like Florida Georgia Line to me is the worst thing that ever happened to country music. And what, the what problem they do? is there's too much of that. It's too like poppy rocky. Country's gotta have twang. It's like Tyler <laughs> Childers. That's country. Okay. Okay. So that's but people have strong opinions but, on Florida Georgia Line. And that that's what I that was it. always interesting. I, I can't they're the worst thing in music. Now the NFL Combine it's not the worst thing in the NFL, but it is odd because you do get a chance to hear some conversations you wouldn't. And now there's been all this controversy about where do you do you do you test these guys' intelligence? What do you do? And I'm not necessarily for that because especially when it started leaking people's scores, I didn't think that was fair. Yeah, that was. But fair. sometimes you might need to know some things about guys. For instance, Tyler Owens, he's a safety at Texas Tech, might end up being a great player. But he was asked if he believed in space. I don't know how that came up, but it did. And here was his answer. Did they, did they record that on an 1895 record player? <laughs> like what was that? What was that audio? That was, yeah, I so heard he it said better. He I heard believe a better recording. He doesn't think there are other planets and stuff like that. No stars. Too. Yeah. And then he also said he was reading some, quote, flat earth stuff, and they, quote, made some good points. So that's really all you need to know about where he stands. My thing is this. If you tell me Caleb Williams is saying this, Matt, it's like, all right, Marvin Harrison, okay. You're still going to pick him, right? It's not going to change anything. Are you? But if You're, you're going to hand your franchise to a flat earth guy? Yeah, listen, I, we'll get through Really? Yeah, right? No, I'm we'll, being we'll, serious. You, if you're the Bears, if Caleb Williams came out and said, I believe the earth is flat, you're going to still pick yeah. him? He can, wow. he can be weird. He can be weird as a time. I don't if you're good, I don't care if you're weird. But the challenge is if you're not in that category and you say stuff like that, that would affect how I view you. Like, do you no, want to no, that would hurt just you. good and saying he doesn't believe in space? Like, what is he talking about? Yeah, so it's like it's this is a this is I think you know, I there was a dude who played for Kentucky, I won't say his name, but he was a, a lower round draft pick, and he yeah. went to the combine in in a MAGA hat. And I remember thinking, yeah. I wouldn't do that if I were you, you know, just because yeah. like, yeah. but, but if, but Nick Bosa can do it, right? Because yeah, he's yeah. good enough to do it. So I do yeah. think there's a level of, if you're good enough, you can kind of do whatever you want. But if you're not good enough, you can't. With that said though, if K, I'm a Bears fan. If I saw Caleb Williams looked up at night and saw stars and didn't yeah. think that was there and he thought we didn't land on the moon, and he didn't think there were other planets, I would be like, this is going to come up during his time here in some form. I'm not – I think that's going to make me hesitant to pick him. I do, Myers. Yeah, but I don't – I don't know how much we care about star quarterbacks and anything that happens about what they think or anything off the field. But don't you think great quarterbacks – don't you think great quarterbacks are to some level smart? Yeah, but on the field – I couldn't tell you what these guys think politically or what these guys think socially. Like, we judge them according to what they do on the field. It would be a weird thing for Caleb Williams to say, but it wouldn't change his status. It wouldn't change his draft status. It would just but I just feel back. like a kind of person who believes that would not be able to quarterback my team. If you read Flat Earth on the Internet and you think it, quote, right. makes some good points, I don't know that I trust you to make the decisions on the field. You're going to be like, well, that dude is not where he's supposed to be. He makes some good points that he's over there. Like, that's not going to – I don't think it's going to work let, for let, me. 
let me put it in dating terms. Like if Halle Berry were interested in me and she said, listen, I look up in the sky and I don't see any planets. I don't believe any of this is real. You know, real. you're going to I'd get like, at some point. At some point, it's going to come up, though. Like, like at some point, you're not going to be able to handle actually, it. I would say, you know what? Maybe that's something I need to think about. Oh, now stop. That you mentioned. You- <laughs> that's what I would say. That's what I would say. That's you know the- what I mean? <laughs> Listen. So, I'm just saying. You can be the most beautiful or handsome person. If you're crazy, it's going to come up at some point. It is. You don't see a moon, Hallie? I don't see one either. (laughs) Coming up. Everything you need to know about the final stretch of the NBA. That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Matt and Myron, the podcast. You can listen to the show live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Matt and Myron, the podcast.